You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so welcome back to Locked On Horn Frogs. Uh, it's Thursday, and this is a segment we did before the season. Haven't really done it in season, but happy to have Tommy Fisher on with us. Um, if you remember before the year started, we did a fan corner segment where we sort of asked Tommy um, like how he became a TCU fan, which he's got a really interesting story. Um, played some football in, uh, was it North Dakota or South Dakota, Tommy? North Dakota. North Dakota. Ended up in Hawaii for a long time with uh, the military. And then sort of gradually got to Fort Worth and became a TCU fan. And he checked in with me last week and was like, hey, could we talk about just like how crazy this this has been? So, Tommy, I'll start with this. You know, I, I think we were both optimistic about Sunny Dykes going into mm-hmm. the year. But both of us seem to agree like this is going to take some time. Um, obviously, there's a lot, the, a lot of games left, but they're 5-0 and and they're playing really well. So, what are your thoughts on just kind of the improvement the team has made in, in year one under Sonny Dykes? You know, I think that uh, everybody's free. It, fe- it, fe- it feels like everybody's free. Obviously we're getting a lot more content. There's a lot more visibility with the players. The players are more players are getting up. They're talking. Everybody kind of seems to have the same message, right? So like there's less thinking and there's more playing, right? Um, I think people are, I think they're playing loose, right? I don't think that they're they're anxious. I don't think that they're they're not they're not playing scared to make mistakes. They're just going out there and playing. And uh, you know, if you if you ever get to go to a game or you you get around them, every they just seem free. Everybody, it's like they're having fun, right? The game is fun again for them. Um, I didn't think that we'd be where we are, and I don't think anybody would tell you that. Um, I did think that we had a lot of talent. And, you know, Sonny saw a lot of pieces and he, he did the best they can to put them together. We're still deficient in some areas, but um, on offense, man, we can, like I said before, we got some high flyers, man. And we got somebody to facilitate that, get them the ball. Things are looking good. Yeah. So that guy behind center, Max Duggan, or in shotgun, I guess I should say. Um, he did not win the starting job. And I feel like most fans, expected him to be behind Chandler Morris. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got an opportunity and to his credit, like he sees that opportunity and he is not giving that back up, um, which is what you want when you're talking about, you know, a quarterback battle and a backup QB. Um, you know, so many of us were sort of wrong about him. I think obviously he's just more confident, like in general, Tommy, you talked about the guys being free and playing with more energy and passion. But what else are you seeing from Max that has led him to uh, being so much better so far this season? So there's a couple things. The first thing is I think he has a little bit more time to throw the ball now. I think last year the offensive line was horrible. I think this year, you know, with the addition of the new center from SMU, I think we're giving him a little more time. People are playing more natural positions. Uh, I still have some concerns with some of our offensive tackle play, but I think we're playing better. Um the, the offense seems like it's getting the ball out sooner, if that makes sense. Um, you know, they were saying he, he was he was he went to his fourth read and I've never in the past. I've never seen him progress through all of his reads and he doesn't he did, he surely wasn't doing it as quickly as he's doing it now. It's like he 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 has a better grasp of the offense. 
Um, he's putting the ball where it needs to be put. Every once in a while, have a couple of errant throws, um, but he, his as far as decision making, it's it's been night and day to compare. I mean, last year was pretty good too, but the decision making where he's going with the ball, throwing with greater anticipation, which is one of the things I, I didn't think that he did well. He throws with tremendous anticipation. He leads the receivers more now, like he puts them in positions to continue to run after they catch the ball. And I just think the offense is, just, it's, I think it's just more QB friendly, to be honest with you. You know, we're scheming. No, we were out, we were out athlete, athleting people before. Now we're actually putting the defenders in, in, in conflict, right? Where they have to make a decision and it makes it his job easier. So if they do this, then I go there. Mm-hmm. And I think he's, he's taken, he's taken full advantage of his opportunity right now. Yeah, I'd agree with all that. And it was it was funny to me this week to hear him say he's focused more on throwing a catchable ball and not a perfect ball because yeah. I wouldn't really consider him a guy like that was super polished the first few years of his career. Mm-hmm. But I guess he was just so locked in on one or two reads, just trying to make sure he was making a perfect pass. And now he's reacting more, just kind of getting the ball out to his guys. Um, so that leads me to my next point. And you can touch on the defense here. We'll also get to them a little later. I know you said you feel like this, there's still some concerns on this team. But, Tommy, do you think, you know, Oklahoma State on Saturday and K-State right after that, that's sort of what I'm looking at to see, okay, is this team really a, a title contender or are they just sort of a, a much better football team than last year? Do you think they're a legit Big 12 title contender? This league does kind of feel wide open at the moment. I, I'd say they have just as good a chance as anybody. I mean – um, one team that kind of scares me now is is Texas, just because ever since their quarterback came back, they're they're they look like they look like legit legit. Um, you know, I, I I think we have our toughest games outside of Texas at home. Um, I don't think that we're gonna lose at home. You know, um, I think I mean I, I went to the game this last game, and I'm gonna be there again on Saturday, and it's we're loud and it, we're have a real home field advantage, and those guys. They play at a different speed when they're playing at home. Um, and I think, you know, we're just in a really good spot. Um, but absolutely, yes, I do think we're Big 12 con- contenders. I'd say there's probably maybe three or four teams that that can say that they're real contenders. Uh, we're going to know a lot more in two weeks. Yeah, we will. Um, so defensively, Joe Gillespie comes in. And, Tommy, it's been, it's been kind of tough at times, but they have improved. And I think, you know, if you – if you take away the second half against KU and some bad moments against SMU, they've been pretty solid. Now mm-hmm. they're they're playing a pretty explosive Oklahoma State team this week, but overall, um, are you concerned about the defense? Are you concerned about the pass defense specifically? How how do you see that playing out right now? So the way I look at it, we've played two bad two bad halves of football on defense: the second half of the SMU game and the second half of the Kansas game. With the Kansas game, I think some of that was because we had we were facing a different quarterback. As soon as um, their quarterback went out, um, they only had, I think, three points or something like that. Yeah. And they scored all their points in the second half, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's kind of a concern. To me, it, it kind of illustrates how important Nook Bradford is at the safety position, right? I think he's kind of the glue guy, to be honest with you. And you could tell so whenever he went out, because he went out this last game, they were starting to go downfield and there were people running wide open. And I think some of that is the scheme. I think uh, Kansas runs such a solid offensive scheme and they put people in conflict at three different levels. And I think uh, 
you know, I think they're just, they're just well coached. Right. And I think the scheme as well is good and they have really tall physical receivers. So I think they created just enough separation and they use their height pretty well. And to be honest with you, that quarterback in the second half, I think Jason Bean, I think his name is. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. I, I honestly think he, I think he was legit good, you know? Yeah. And, he and had a couple mistakes. There was a couple right. things where like um, he overthrew he overthrew the running back that leaked out and he Devin was, Neal, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was nobody there. Yeah. Um, so I think that that was probably the biggest play of the game that that they didn't make because if he that could have went for a touchdown. Well, and as someone who played, I mean, I, I was interested because I think you're right. Like Jalen Daniels coming into that game, you heard so much about okay, it's a triple option attack. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of motion, but it's mainly like trying to get the run game going. And then suddenly Bean comes in. And they're throwing the ball like 60% of the time. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it's like, you know, some throwback stuff. There's still a ton of motion. Like, how much does that mess with a defense if you're sort of mentally keen on one thing and all of a sudden in the middle of the game, oh, man, it's, it's like the the concept of the offense has totally changed. Yeah, so the player that hurt us the most, I think, was their tight end, Fairchild or whatever his name was he was wide open like four times and he had some, you know, good passes that were thrown to him and he, he, he made his pay. Um, again, I think that's, that's your safety, you know, the safety probably should have been there or one of your linebackers. Um, so in addition to the back end of the defense, um, we met, we, we tackled horribly against Kansas the second half of the game. If we, if we would have made the tackles that we we've been making instead of trying to make highlight, you know, plays or you're, you're knocking somebody out, um, I think that score is quite a bit different. I mean, there was there was like four or five runs where they just broke that first tackle and they ran for 30, 40 yards. And every I think they scored a touchdown on every one of them. Um, so I think those are fixable things. The thing that I'm probably the most concerned about is probably the pass rush or the lack of yeah. pass rush, you know. Um, I understood coming in that, you know, we're going to that 3-3-5 that, you know, if we're going to allow them – to gain some yards, right? I've, I've actually been very impressed with how we've been able to stop the run, considering that we have less people up in the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. um, but the pass rush, I think we're giving them, we're giving the quarterback too much time, and he's able to find people. But um, I don't know if we have the, the the players in place, especially at defensive end, to have an effective pass rush. And if so, I haven't seen it. Or maybe, maybe I thought Dylan Hart would be that guy, but maybe he's being doubled all the time. You know, I can't really tell, but uh, yeah, it, it seems like it's hard for those guys to win their battles. And then I, I think, I don't know this for sure. Cause we've had five games of Joe Gillespie, but I just, it seems like his mindset is I don't want to bring extra rushers. Like that's just mm -hmm. not, maybe yeah. that changes as the year goes on, but he's really concerned about, you know, not getting beat over the top, which is funny. Cause they sort of got beat over the top against KU in a roundabout way, even though it wasn't necessarily your traditional throws 20, 30 yards down the field. Um, There's a couple so, that were like that. They got, behind. yeah. Yeah. Their receivers impressed me. I was impressed at how kind of man to man they were able to get, yep. get loose on Saturday. So we'll, we'll see what that looks like against Oklahoma state. Well, I know you said this last time we talked that one of the reasons you, um, he did on TCU as a fan was because you just felt like the team deserved more support. Yeah. Now you, you mentioned that you think there's a home field advantage. Now what's, what's your prediction for Saturday? And then that sellout crowd, how excited are you to just kind of be within hopefully a really raucous atmosphere? Oh, I, it'll be raucous. Um, 
I think I think you know both both teams have really good offenses. We have a much better running game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be important. I think it's if we focus on taking away their strength, which is their passing game, I think we'll do okay. Um, I'm, I feel good because um, Gillespie has faced Oklahoma twice and recently when he was at Tulsa, and his defense oh, yeah. fared very well, to be honest with you. Um, and I think we have better players here. So I think we'll make enough stops. I think that we're going to give up some points. Um, I could see a 28 to 38 type game or a 42 to 31 type game. I do think we're going to win. Um, I think we're just a little more talented than they are. I think we have better team speed. I do think that they have better uh, pass rushers than we do, obviously. But um, as long as we you know, play that bend but don't break defense and we get Spencer Sanders to go back and throw some more interceptions, which he usually does, although he hasn't done very much this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel good about it. Man, that's a really good point. This is why this is a fun segment because I didn't think about that. Joe Gillespie being at Tulsa, you know, facing Oklahoma State non-conference a few times and yeah. taking them to the wire a few times. So, yeah, well, that'll be something to watch on Saturday. Well, Tommy, thank you so much. Anything else before we go that you want to share oh. with, uh, with people out there? Get there, get early, get loud, be proud. Get it done, man. Affect the game. Uh, this is Locked On Horn Frogs. I'm Stephen Simcox. This is Tommy Fisher. It's your team every day.